If you call into an internet radio station and complain to the host he's playing devil music, you might be Buzzard Bob. Don't be like this guy. Go to teespring.com forward slash D-O-N hyphen T hyphen B-E hyphen A hyphen Buzzard hyphen Radio Live and buy one of these t-shirts. Or just go to tf52.com and click on the Don't Be a Buzzy t-shirt. It's only $21.99. That's cheaper than a bottle of Buzzy Shine. That tastes like shit! Get yours now, as you only have until February 11th to take advantage of this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. RazRadioLive.com. The simple power of truth. They gotcha, this tyranny is medical. Who shot ya? Military generals masquerade as your doctor. Pills become bullets and they poison your water. A pharmaceutical army built to slaughter. To men in mass come for your wife and your daughter. Whoa, now what? Here they come for the guns. And God and demons disguised as priests and nuns. Time to run with no place to go except Honduras. With a man called Forto Jones. Skull and bones invade the skies with robot drones. Check the infrared radar for UFOs. Silvery gold. Behold, the weather's controlled by genetically modified hybrid clones Building bunkers with subjects under mind control Injected and observed in the combat zone Now come on It's the chemtrails, guys, it's the government lies It's the poison in the water, then the media on RazRadioLive.com. Follow one man's journey down the never-ending rabbit hole to find out what the truth is. All I'm offering is the truth. Scott Ledger is your distinguished host for Dangerous Conversation. Give Scott a call at 941-421-0401. No matter what side of the fence you are on, he'll talk to you 
Everyone from Tucker Carlson Take some mushrooms and squeegee your third fucking eye To Waterhead from the LRWS Sometimes the weak ones need to do drugs and they need to die out Thomas, what drugs have you done? Give me a list You have an opinion about drugs, but you've never done any Dangerous Conversation Every Tuesday evening at 8pm On RazRadioLive.com The simple power of truth Just 
This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Well, we know if you're here, you decided not to stay in the rabbit hole. Welcome to the First 52 Live on RazRadioLive.com, Radio Free Blood, and Radio Chaos. It's your host, Sean Raz, for yet another Tuesday night, February 9th, 2016. It's going to be an exciting night tonight. We've got Scott Rickard joining us. I always love when Scott's on. He's going to be uh, probably a good hour, hour and a half with us tonight. So that'll be exciting and, and entertaining and just Whoa, full pack of fun, right? Hope everybody had a great week. I know I had a good week. Very busy at work for some reason this past week. Just really, really busy. That's okay, though. Busyness is goodness. It keeps you, keeps everything flowing and going well. Over at the uh, Radio Free Blood side, you may hear a little difference in the performance of the show tonight. I've got everything situated a little better, so you guys are getting the feed of the broadcast instead of uh, instead of what I was doing before, which is better for me. So if you hear any problems on that end, guys, please let me know. Radio Chaos, you should be perfectly fine. You broadcast the same way I do. <laughs> uh, when Rickard comes on, we'll probably get into a lot of uh, a lot of information from the Middle East and a lot of. Uh, uh, I don't know, secret type stuff, CIA type stuff. First hour or first half hour or so, I'm going to cover more of the police stuff, the things I like to talk about. <laughs> I know that you know really drives some people nuts, but that's all right. I like to talk about it. So who enjoyed the Super Bowl? You know, we talk about how uh, things are used as bread and circus, used as distractions. Used as a means to keep you confused, to keep you out of the loop, to keep you docile. <laughs> you know, we talk about how it is bread and circus and, and how too many people might be sucked into it in a bad way. But that's okay. I, I don't have a problem with entertainment. I don't have a problem with uh, enjoying a, a special game. Getting together with friends and family, having a few drinks, eating some food, socializing, which is what you're doing in those situations. So it's nice to have events that people can do that with. It's I have the problem with the people who uh, know nothing else. We talked about this today on the Shannon Burke Show. ShannonBurkeShow.com if you want to subscribe or check out what's going on there. Good guy. We do a segment every week. Every Tuesday we get together. We do that segment, Conspiracy Corner. Usually they're they're beating up on me, but that's okay. That's what part of doing this is about is is taking some abuse every once in a while from the people that you're trying to convince. So back to the Super Bowl, you know that's what we were discussing, and, and that's my biggest issue with it. I don't care that it's there. I, I don't care that people enjoy being entertained. That's 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 a good thing. It is a, a mentally um, 
challenging world we live in. So to want to have some kind of distraction is okay. There's nothing wrong with that. And I applaud people who want to enjoy life. And we got into the, the whole business end of it. Yeah, a lot of people make a lot of money. And a lot of people have jobs to support it. So you have to look at it and say it is a positive thing, but it's overwhelmed too many people's lives. That's where the the issue becomes because they couldn't tell you what's going on in society right now. If you if you don't know what's going on in the world around you, but you know everything about a sport, then that's where the problem arises. And that's that's basically what I said. That's what we discussed. And that's how I feel about it. Let it be there. It gives us a reason to socialize. Socializing is good. It's good, I say. It's good. You know, uh, I, I, did I even pull any global warming? Well, I got one global warming story. Uh, but I just wanted to mention how it's freaking cold here in Florida. You know, I'm at the point, and I feel bad for you guys listening up north because I know you got snow everywhere, and it's really cold. But I moved to Florida to get away from that. And it's been cold, man. I had to break up my thermal underwear. That global warming's getting us. It's been windy, too. We got red tide rolling in. I just... This is like the worst time of the year to live in Florida. It's just no, it's just not pleasant. It's no fun. Really is no, no, no fun. Uh, We talked, I think it was last week, we were talking about the chick that pulled over the cop. Said, you're speeding. Why are you speeding? You shouldn't be speeding through here. You know, families, kids. She followed him down. Probably 20, 30 minutes she followed him for before she finally got to him. I think it was maybe a little less. And I kind of, you know, applauded her for what she did. I got no issues with, with the way she handled it and what she did. Fine and dandy by me. Well, you know, the police unions, they get all up in arms and stuff. And what did they do this time? Now at 11, a new chapter in the story of the South Florida woman who pulled over a Miami-Dade police officer. The president of a different police union just stuck himself right into the middle of the debate by attacking that woman on social media. CBS4's Donna Rapato has the story. The reason I pulled you over today? It's the question heard in the video seen more than a million times since first posted online five days ago. And now in the online fray, Miami Police Lieutenant Javier Ortiz posting about Claudia Castillo on his social media pages. Lieutenant Ortiz, also the president of Miami's police union, posted Castillo's phone number inviting people to call her. I just wanted to know what's the emergency. Castillo pulled over Miami-Dade police officer Daniel Fonticella on his way to work in downtown Miami last week. Her dash cam captured capturing it all. She says Officer Fontecello was speeding up to 100 miles an hour with no lights or sirens on the 826, 836, and finally getting his attention exiting I-95. I don't believe I was speeding. Everything fine? No, everything's fine. Yeah, it's your speeding. Well, I apologize, and I'll be sure to slow down then. Castillo has caught plenty of flack, people pointing out she was out of line and also speeding. On Lieutenant Ortiz's post, commenters chastise Castillo and insult her. One rhyme more or less points out, you mess with the law, it will haunt you. Another person wrote, I guess it's only a matter of time until she gets pulled over and jailed. I'm sure there's a countywide be on the lookout for her. Still others have been more supportive. This man writing on our CBS Miami Facebook page, just because you're a cop doesn't mean you're allowed to speed, breaking the law. And another wrote, is that how they're going to play it? Just because this woman has some history doesn't let this cop off the hook. Meanwhile, others disapprove. 
approve of putting a private citizen's information out there, inviting people to mm-hmm, call her, mm-hmm, including mm-hmm. the president of Officer Fonticella's own union, John Rivera. We are very careful what information we put out here at the, at the PBA. Uh, I cannot speak for why or how another organization does it. I can tell you that is not our style. That's not the way we do things. And it, 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 for us and our standards, it is not appropriate. We tried reaching Lieutenant and President Ortiz. He did not respond to our visit, calls, or texts. Now, the Miami Police Department had no comment on Lieutenant Ortiz's, quote, behavior. They love the internet. Behavior or performance as president of the Fraternal Order of Police. As for Claudia Castillo, she tells me she's being harassed nonstop now online, by phone, and by email, forcing her to lay low. We're live at MDPD. Donna Rapato, CBS 4 News, tonight. Now, could you imagine if, if I would have put out a cop's phone number or address, which I know it's been done before, you know, but could you, could you imagine the retaliation that is completely unprofessional it's disgraceful and it's embarrassing and anybody who who lives in that area should be embarrassed by that that really bothers me that again it it just goes to show you how they believe they're above the law they're better than than everybody else they can do whatever they want to do because they're who they are and and that's it's pitiful and i that's just unacceptable that that they would do something like that She's not a, a, a public official. She shouldn't be disgraced by law enforcement. Now, again, a private citizen uh, goes through and does uh, does some harassment to her, hassles her, nudges her, uh, posts bad things about her. I got no problem with that. That's a that's a First Amendment right, right? But when it's a law enforcement officer, when it's people involved with law enforcement, that's where it becomes a problem. That's where it's it's a step above what they should be doing. It's just not acceptable. Very unacceptable. And it doesn't matter. Like, like they said in the story, you know, oh, just because uh, she's done some things in the, in the past, does that make it okay? Maybe that's why she chased him down and pulled him over because, you know, she had been stopped so many times for doing the exact same thing. <laughs> Do you ever think about that? That's a possibility. Maybe. Duh. I mean, people get frustrated. People are tired of it. Even district attorneys are getting tired of it, which is nice to see. Uh, you guys might remember we talked about, what was this one? Uh, Pittsburgh officer quickly charged. Yeah, the teenager that was assaulted at the uh, sporting event. Uh, kind of drunk. Probably being a little belligerent to the cop. But nothing that, that if you watch the video, the cop just straight out punches him in the face and then gets on him and mauls him. Pittsburgh police officer who was acquitted this week on assault charges when a surveillance video clearly shows he assaulted a teenager will once again face the same charges after the, F- after the FBI announced it would launch its own investigation. Allegheny County District Attorney Stephen Zappala made the announcement this afternoon informing reporters that he would file, refile charges against Sergeant Stephen Matkovich. Now, this is from five days ago. Hopefully someone, or hopefully somebody decides to investigate District Judge Robert Ravenstahl, who acquitted Matkovich 
on Monday, saying the cop was only defending himself from the teen who had assaulted him. The video not only showed the opposite, but even a Pittsburgh cop who is considered a use of self self use of force expert testified that Maklovich was out of line when he shoved Gabriel Desperis to the ground twice, following it up with several punches. But Rast Rastaval decided to acquit anyway, receiving rousing applause from the multitude of cops who had filled the courtroom in their usual attempt to intimidate the hand of justice in their favor. The refiling of the charges are separate from what the FBI investigation determines. Now, my old co-host, Forto Jones, he brought up the uh, double jeopardy. And after I thought about it, and I, I hope you're listening, Forto, because uh, I didn't respond to that message or that, that uh, post. After I think about it, if you're not charged and you don't go through the the trial process and just because you're they refuse to indict or you're acquitted in that matter I don't know uh, I don't know I don't believe it would be do- double jeopardy but I could be wrong uh, there's, there's also various activist groups seeking to have the judge removed this this man that watched the video and if you haven't seen the video you really should search it out and see it because it's uh, blatantly obvious that the officer begins the assault uh, that the teen is is pummeled by him, and at the very least, uh, this guy shouldn't be acquitted. Uh, I mean, they could still charge him with it. They could still find him guilty of it, and the judge could have just let him go. You know, time served or some BS thing that they pull anyway. It's just things like that that, that frustrate people, and it's nice to see that the uh, DA, the district attorney there, is seeing it himself and he's going no this is not acceptable this is not why i'm in this position at least this is what i want to believe he's thinking in his head this is not why i came into this position this is not what i want to do this is not how i want my district being so you know hands off uh, hats off to him and even if it is double jeopardy in that form the feds can always open up the, the investigation uh and and charge so I hope that happens. Next week, I'm going to get into something that's kind of local-based, but it really shows out um, how the good old boy club, how things go on. Uh, up here in Tampa, you guys have heard me talk about Bubba before, Bubba Love Sponge. Uh, uh, he, he's had a lady on today whose daughter, starting three years ago at the age of 15, she just turned 18, uh, was being contacted by a guy on the on the internet after about a year or so when she hit 16 uh, and I don't know the full thing I, I got a lot of it today that's what I'm saying I want to really cover it next week once I have a little more information of uh, maybe even the name of this person because they wouldn't give that out today uh, but he basically um, was training her to be a sex slave and they had intercourse multiple different times she uh, had an app on her phone to change her GPS location, so her parents thought she was at the Florida State College right outside Tampa, and she was actually she was actually in uh, D.C. with this 26-year-old, 24 or 5 at the time. So it's a really uh, interesting story, and uh, the, the district attorney here in Tampa region, uh, Hillsborough County, refuses to prosecute, says there's, that there's, there's nothing done here. And, and again, I want to get into it. 
but uh, I, I don't have all the facts on it. I just really learned a lot of it today. But it goes to show the good old boy club, and that's why I want to get into it. Yeah, class, I saw the idiot the assault with a deadly weapon by this kid that was a prankster, allegedly, and had some friends that worked at a Wendy's here in Florida. we got to love living in Florida, man. We, we have very interesting people here. He decided a good prank would be to order some food, pay for it with his credit card, which is how they tracked him down, and um, then throw a three-foot alligator into the, into the drive-thru window. That was just crazy. MMK, yes, Mothers Against Mark Ober. You know the story. Uh, I will, I, I'm going to get deep into it uh, next week. I, I want to play some audio from Bubba's show and whatever might come up in between now and then. So that will be something. And again, I think it really goes down to the, the, the crony capitalism. The, this guy's been the DA, uh, DA here for 16 years, I believe. And he, he's refused many a times to refuse to prosecute things that should have been prosecuted. So I want to start pointing out what he's doing, uh, following in the footsteps of one public love sponge. So back to the pulling cops over story issue conversation. This past week, or no, I'm sorry, this is from June of, uh, of 2014. See, I got, see, I, I saw something that really excited me and I didn't, um, go back and, and look at the date because sometimes these things start popping up when things happen. Thank you, MMK. Sometimes these things start popping up. Uh, when, when things happen. So this one here is from June 2014, so two years old almost. Truck driver pulled over for honking horn, takes trooper to task for speeding. Now, I don't remember ever seeing this video, so I want to uh, play it again because I, I think it goes in line with what we've seen with the girl over in Miami. Oh, hello. Sorry, guys. I'm going to move my bag real quick. Go ahead. Go ahead. And those of you that might never have seen this video before, I'd like to inform you that the the camera is not on the cop at this time. The camera is actually just kind of sitting in the center console or maybe on holder. Uh, so he's not aware that he's being recorded. How fast were you driving back there? Oh, you passed me. How fast were you driving? I was Are you, you above the speed limit you, as well? Were you not paying attention to your Yeah, I have my true speed. set. Did you? What was the, what was it? Do you know? What was your cruise set at? 65. Okay. So if I passed you at 70 and you're going 65, the you speed passed limit, me well over the 70. Speed limit 70. You were going well over 70. Okay. You understand the speed limit is 70, right? You understand you were going well over 70. Something else I want to explain to you. When you use your horn, when there's no good reason to... There was a good reason to. You were okay, speeding. If, it's wet okay. roads. You were you're speeding gonna, with you're a cell phone You're going to get a ticket here. for unlawful use of horn. Can I, do you, do you by have, the way, you are being recorded. Yeah, you are too. Okay. All right. Now, do you have uh, do you have your logbook on you? It's right here. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's take a look at it. Oops. 
right there. Ahead, go ahead and show me. What, three hundred or three hours and thirty-five minutes left on the okay. on the clock for the day. Okay. So you honked at me because you believe I was speeding. Because you were driving recklessly. It's speeding now. It's got wet roads, and you were on your cell phone. So if I'm going seventy miles per hour, and I'm you weren't going seventy. You were going you, well you, above you honk, seventy. You, honk at me. How do you were you, going well do you, above seventy. Okay. You don't know. Do you have Do you have a radar right here? Do you always have to have your radar? I can. I've let's been take, driving for quite a while. Medical card. Okay. H how are your hours doing? How are your hours? We're, they're right there. No, but how are they? I, I can't. I can't quite see them. I've got three out, three and a half hours left for the day. Okay. Thank you. I'll just spin this around. Be easier. Because you, you were on uh, dash cams okay. blowing right past me as well. All right, well, we got it. I'll be right back with you. Just stay seated for me. Mm -hmm. yeah, you got it. Uh -huh. Notice how his tone changed a little bit there? Now, it's even better when he comes back to the truck. That, that's when it really gets uh, ass-kissing-ish, should we say. There he comes. Back to the truck he comes. Ow. I don't know. Sorry, that hurt my ears. I don't know where that came from. Oh, here Is it open? There we yeah. go. I looked at your record. Uh, you had to, you got a ticket recently for the one headlight or something. Looks like, so I, I didn't write you a ticket. I didn't want to. I didn't want to hurt your record. Oh, um, how nice of him! What I did do, I did an MCS inspection, violation free. There's no. Yeah, technically, we can we can pull over any truck if it's a motor carrier safety inspection, and that's what I did. So that should look so here, good for you for the company. Yeah, you'll look good for the uh, company. The oh, no nice. violation on an inspection. Yeah, it's an inspection with no violation, no warnings, no nothing. No, nothing. And here, yeah, here. Do you want me to put this back for you? I'll get it. Okay. Oh. I understand you're using the horn. You know, you're trying to, you know, you, you, you saw me speeding. I honestly, I didn't. I wasn't paying attention to my speed. You were speeding and you were on your yeah. phone on wet pavement. Okay. Well, either way, you're, you're just trying to, you know, help me out. You know, help me drive safely. I understand that. So... But uh, we're all out here sharing the same road. Absolutely, you should be held accountable to the same standards as I am. Absolutely, yeah. I can't. I can't say I was speeding because I really. I, I was on my way to. Because then I'd be admitting. So, but uh, well, right. I mean, it's okay for you to have your phone. There? No, no, it's not. No, I, I don't remember having my phone on me. But you had your phone in your right hand. In the right hand. Wait, didn't he just say that they were exempt and that police officers could use technology? I don't mm -hmm. remember that, but I do know that you know. You, like you said, you know, we all have to look out for each other out here, okay? Mm -hmm. I know, like, I looked at your record, and I think that writing a ticket for unlawful use of horn, I, I just don't think they would not. I don't think it was unlawful that. use. <laughs> well, be careful pulling back out. Mm -hmm. All right, and enjoy that violation-free MCS inspection. All right, thank all right. you. Yes, please please enjoy that, that uh, violation-free inspection that I gave you, because you caught me, and I figured I'd help you look better for your bosses. This guy, uh, one of the things I liked about this guy is that he's got a Guy Fawkes mask hanging on the seat in the beginning of the video. Well worth, like I said, I, I realize it's a year and a half old. I, I got excited. You know, when you see things like that, you get a little excited. Uh, all right, guys, we're going to take a break here. Uh, Scott Rickard will be joining me in the next hour. We're in the, uh, yeah, in the next hour and a half. So you guys sit tight. Enjoy your break. You're listening to First 52, RazRadioLive.com, RadioFreeBlood.com, or RadioFreeBlood and Radio Chaos. Look at my crayon at home. What am I supposed to say? What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> What's your name again? John Raz? Four Toad and Lexi. Do I mention Four Toad? Sure. Oh, Four no. Dave. Dave. <laughs> 
Hey, it's always great to be on the first 52 with Sean Raz for Toad and Lexi. You know, I don't, that sounds like shit. What am I, give me a script here. Come on. I can't do this. You're putting me on, under pressure. Bob, don't worry about it here. And uh, Dr. Bob. Dr. Bob, yeah. Dr. Bob Tuscan. It's Bob Tuscan, and you're listening to The First 52 on Raz Radio with my buddies Sean Raz and Lexi Raz and that guy Forto.
If you call into an internet radio station and complain to the host he's playing devil music, you might be Buzzard Bob. Don't be like this guy. Go to teespring.com forward slash D-O-N hyphen T hyphen B-E hyphen A hyphen Buzz hyphen Radio Live and buy one of these t-shirts. Or just go to tf52.com and click on the Don't Be a Buzzy t-shirt. It's only $21.99. That's cheaper than a bottle of Buzzy Shine. That tasted like shit! Get yours now, as you only have until February 11th to take advantage of this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. RazRadioLive.com. The simple power of truth. Hey, this is Steve from The Chocolate Drop. And if you haven't heard the show lately, here's a little bit of what you've been missing. My week is over. Thank God. Uh, oh, God damn. See how Steve gets down right? Steve's wicked. You <laughs> see, you wicked, Steve. I'll slap you again. I don't, there ain't no cameras in here. I don't know what her problem was, why she was licking people's cheese. See, black people mess it up for everybody, man. <laughs> you know somebody black to complain, <laughs> and they call me a racist. The back of the toilet looks like a Jackson Pollock. <laughs> um, I don't like that. You ever seen a vein this big? <laughs> She ate a rubber glove and she had to have her dog. <laughs> insane. It was absolutely insane. Um, I don't like that. Saturdays, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time. RazRadioLive.com and Salty Talk Radio. We talk about weed. Honey, look at those beautiful clouds. Those are clouds, Daddy. Those are chemtrails. Chemtrails? What are chemtrails? Chemical trails, Daddy, and they're very bad.
It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? All right, guys. Welcome back to First 52 RazRadioLive.com. It was blurry, but now I got a clear picture. I just want to share that, it with That you. went a little sloppy there. I apologize to all sides involved in that sloppy, sloppy, sloppy rejoin I just did. I, I had some autoplay going on here that, that was just driving me nuts, and I couldn't get to go away. So I get up with the morning paper. Hustles on the corner, scraping, trying to bring home the bacon. Still, February 9th. 2016. I can I can guarantee that. Uh, God. 
Anyway, welcome back to First 52, RazRadioLive.com, RadioFreeBlood.com, or Radio Free Blood and Radio Chaos. I appreciate all you guys tuning in and joining us tonight. It's going to get exciting from this point forward, so I hope you're ready for that. It's going to get really crazy. So you are listening to the first fifty-two. That those of you confused over at Jack Bloodside, Mike. Uh, yes, my name is Sean Raz. I do a show here on uh, Radio Free Blood. Also, I've been working with Jack for a long time. I hope maybe you stick around and listen to the show. I got Scott Rickard coming on here momentarily. We'll bring him up and we'll discuss uh, all kinds of different things. We got a lot to talk about. I love having Scott on. You know why keep beating around the bush? Why don't I just bring him on? Scott, you there, brother? I am here, sir. Oh, uh, that's always nice to hear your voice. You know. Oh, he's nice to be on your show, Sean. And uh, thanks, uh, thanks again to Jack Blood for the introductions to you and many others. He's a he's a heck of a resource for. He's definitely the networking man. Yeah, he is definitely. The, that's how we met. You know, I mean, you can't argue yep. the facts. That that's definitely how we became friends and and worked together on radio. Yeah, it happened to me a couple of times through him. In fact, the last time I was on Jack's show, uh, a guy who lives about a mile and a half from me, who's uh, the head of the 9-11 Truth uh, organization here in Brevard County, uh, was on the show, called in, and uh, we've hooked up since then. And turns out we have about uh, probably about two or three dozen really good friends that are in town that think along the same lines as Jack, you and I and, uh, and others like us. So the network's getting bigger every day. It, it is amazing how quickly you see it growing and, and people uniting together. Uh, just just in basic conversation, you know, Greg's that Greg Knight's down here now. I don't know if you're aware of that. Uh, do I know who he is, though? Uh, uh, who's that? He's been on Jack's a lot. He's an investigator, a, a news guy, a researcher, and, and uh, him and Jack oh, nice. worked together for a long time. He just moved down to the Naples area. So nice. that'll be uh, nice to have somebody else around us that's in the same kind of things. Another another potential Razfest attendee. <laughs> yeah, he's looking forward because he's heard some stories. It's <laughs> not bad, man. I'm I'm, I'm looking forward too. I've I've seen some stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you produce some stories, my friend. <laughs> Easy now. <laughs> so how's life been treating you? What happens at Razfest stays at Razfest. <laughs> that is true. How's life been treating you? Good. All good. All good. How about you? Oh, uh, not bad. You can't complain. Man, um, nobody, nobody, nobody wants to hear that anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, nobody listens. It's just a bunch of you know air. Once you start complaining about things. True, true. I got this stupid thing that just keeps auto playing over here. Don't you hate that when things auto play? Uh, you know, I'm, I don't have all the uh, the, the, the radio uh, uh, technician capabilities that you got. So you're, I, I love your music. You have a couple of songs you've played on the show since I've uh, been doing it with you, and I hear them on the radio. Radio, and I'm like, man, that's some good music. I gotta let gotta let you take control of the music at the Raz Fest from now on. Uh, you know, I tried last year. I really did try, but we're not even sure where and when Raz Fest is going to be happening this year. Those of you listening on the blood side, I think we've discussed it here and there but every year we try to get all the people involved with Raz radio together uh just to have a nice weekend of uh debauchery basically is what it breaks down to <laughs> yeah it's good good to sit around and, and talk with good people too and you have to blow it off you know you really do and you talk about these things and you follow you know the the, the topics we're about ready to talk about here it, it, it's very stressing it's and you need that relief too yeah by far so i don't know where to start well, let's start with you. What what have what's been on your radar? What's the main thing that you've been really drawn to and focusing on here recently? Well, recently, obviously, the uh, the elections have been you know the the focus of most of the 
the interviews I've done lately, and, and then obviously the there's been some in- events that have happened uh, internationally alongside the uh, the unfortunate events in Syria, uh, the obviously the unfortunate events that continue to unfold in Ukraine, and then uh, certainly the the Saudi Arabian uh, influences and how they're being pulled in and how the petro puppet states are quote unquote calling for American intervention when in fact American intervention is already there. American intervention is yeah. what's caused most of the problem that you're looking for. Right. <laughs> yeah. For, somehow they've, they've convinced the petro puppet states uh, uh, to not only cooperate fully, but take uh, full ownership of the uh, um, of the American initiatives in the region. So it's good to have a puppet, I guess. Is is the gas prices. Do you feel that they are in response and reaction to Russia and the movements they've been up to and. And all those different things. I mean, we got gas prices almost back to a dollar a gallon in some areas. Oh, it's awesome. From a from an American perspective, it's great. Unfortunately, internationally, they're not having the same fun we're having. Uh, what we did is uh, we we've actually developed a lot of our own assets, and uh, alongside us, the Russians and and other producers around the world, there's basically a gluttony of uh, of a petroleum out there. Aren't we running out of a place to store it here in the U.S.? I think I saw an article about that. Where Absolutely, yeah. There's nowhere to store it. There's uh, there's ships that are sitting in ports, you know, trying to wait to unload it. And, you know, so what you have is in any kind of, you know, macroeconomic uh, world, is you have supply and demand. There's too much supply and not enough demand. Uh, obviously, the demand is, is, is pretty stagnant and the supply has overproduced for the demand. And at, at the same time, uh, companies that are or companies, countries and companies that are producing it are, aren't willing to uh, stop producing it because they still need to maintain their economies. And what we see even in Saudi Arabia that has traditionally been extremely profitable in the uh, petroleum business is now um, uh, at the at the barrel being in, at such a low price is is operating at deficits for the first time, whereby, you know, they didn't make a 60 billion dollar payment last month. Uh, that in debt that they owed, uh, they basically went over in, in a deficit for the first time in their economic conditions in, in such a long time. And then you've also taken away their subsidies for the gas uh, markets in, in Saudi Arabia. So even the Saudi Arabians are, are refusing to stop producing because they need the revenue as well. Uh, and at the same time, there's also been uh, discussions about, you know, maintaining the price uh, point low in order to continue to put pressure on the Russian economy because the sanctions were incredibly ineffective against Russia. Russia rebounded quite easily against those sanctions. And and then with the sanctions being lifted from Iran, they certainly don't want the price of the barrel to go back up to $100 a barrel because then Iran will flourish and they don't want that as well. So I think we have you know, two different reasons why it's being brought down. Well, didn't uh, Iran just just change the currency that they are trading oil in? I th- yeah, they, they decided to move away from the dollar uh, to the euro uh, to make it uh, uh, basically reduce the fees of the exchange to the European market. And uh, really what it will do is it will open the European market uh, to Iranian oil. And, you know, obviously one of the goals of Iran is to uh, pump oil through Iraq, uh, through their Shiite pro- partners in Iraq, uh, also through um, uh, Syria and into the Mediterranean, whereby it can be taken by tanker directly across the Mediterranean to any port in uh, um, in Europe. And that's really what a lot of the uh, strategic goal is of, of controlling the region along uh, the the mountain range between um, 
uh, Turkey and Syria. And it's interesting because one of the major battles that was fought in Syria is a real historic uh, a town called Kobani. Uh, it used to be called Ain el Arab. Uh, uh, Kobani. Kobani is much easier to say. Yeah. <laughs> Kobani was changed uh, uh, back during World War II when the uh, Germans actually were fighting an economic war against the the British, and they built a, 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 a basically a train system. Uh, they, they actually laid tracks and built a train system from Iraq uh, uh, up through Syria along the same path that the uh, the same pipelines will ride today, and that same uh, train exists today, and that uh, that goes up into the uh, the ports along. Uh, of uh, um, Syria, and they'll be able to take oil directly out uh, across the same path that the Germans used back in the 1930s. And they, they actually renamed Ain el Arab to the name of the German railroad company that was building uh, the railroad to Kobani. And the reason they, they changed that city's name is because that's where they needed to stop to get water because it actually is the headwaters to the Euphrates River. So to keep their steam engines rolling, they had to refresh with some it. water, yep. If they picked up water there, they had plenty of coal, and they picked up water there. So now this, you, this destroying of the the price of the do, uh, the price of gas, uh, yeah. the dropping we're seeing. I mean, shit, the barrels are worth more than the crude inside of them uh, mm-hmm. at this point in time. We, we we believe a lot of this is to affect the Russian economy, the the Chinese economy, things like that. I, I know that's some of the discussion about it. As you're sitting there talking about it, though, I'm thinking, could this be? Uh, and I, I like green energies. I like the idea of, of using other sources to to fuel things. Um, mm-hmm. Could this be kind of the left side trying to uh, destroy oil and, and make it more feasible for people to invest in alternative energies? Well, I mean, that'd be nice. But unfortunately, the, the left is just as buried in the uh, petroleum uh, puppetry as the right. Okay. Uh, they, they've got they've had control of the left and right uh, for you know several decades uh, when it comes to the political representation or misrepresentation that we have in, in the U.S. But the uh, you know the fact is is that it's it's not necessarily anything to produce uh, any kind of economic conditions that would defeat the oil industry. Uh, the oil industry is doing quite fine. They can operate you know very effectively even at uh, fifteen dollars a barrel. There's plenty of profit there. Uh, yeah, there's it's you know obviously they're not going to go out of business now. The new guys, uh, I don't know if you've seen in the news, but over forty different companies have already declared bankruptcy uh, in Alaska and across the United States. And these companies were, you know, uh, younger companies trying to get into the petroleum and gas businesses. And because of the, the downturn and the, and the drop in the price of the barrel, these companies can't afford to operate any longer. So the little guy's taking a big hit. The little guys are taking the big hit. The people and, that might have been growing and making some money off the high profit of oil maybe moved in and, and got the ability to do it. And that, now they're the ones hurting. Right, you're back to you know, it's the same thing that uh, Rockefeller did with Standard Oil. You know, he priced out other individuals by basically reducing the price. So if anybody wanted to get in on the competition on a national level in the United States, you know, it was very expensive to and to enter the market. And those people basically have been, you know, many of them have been wiped out already. Well, how is you? You see the stock market. You see that we've had a really rough start to the year with the stock market. Um. And obviously, anytime some major uh, commodity takes a big hit, it's going to affect the stock market. Um, is there anything to the effect of the stock market with this that we're seeing? 
Uh, yeah, there is. Uh, but, but understand, the last time that the stock market exploded, the price of oil was well over $100 a barrel. So it's not necessarily the price of the commodity uh, because those companies will continue to be profitable. It's the companies that aren't profitable around it. Uh, when you look at the uh, the, the types of uh, failures uh, now in the oil industry, those are going to be um, the sort of catalyst uh, to the uh, next financial failure. When in fact the last one, they blamed it on the um, on the uh, housing industry, but it really had more to do with the financial industry. The financial markets failed. Now, the financial markets are failing again at this point alongside the oil markets, and there's been some. Uh, speculation that we'll see another 2008 because it happens every seven to ten years and it's what we're at eight years now and so it's happening pretty much every every eight years uh, on average and so we're seeing a potential for 2016 or maybe as late as 2017 another 2008 economic downturn where it'll be just as bad as the last one because the financial markets are out of money again you know we're borrowing a trillion every year again right Mm -hmm. now uh, and, and no European com- countries have rebounded. You know, obviously, the United States hasn't rebounded for borrowing another trillion every year. The only thing that they've propped up are, you know, they've slowed down floor closures. And the uh, um, really the Blackstone guys have come in and bought up a lot of them uh, on a pennies on the dollar. And they're renting them back to individuals in the United States. So there's a lot less homeowners and a lot more renters. And, and I can I can, I can definitely go on long lines uh, with what you're saying on that. I mean, my wife, she works in the real estate industry, and she's seen a, a lot of the things she saw in 2007, 2008. Uh, she's yeah. seeing the exact same things, and she does uh, the you know, home closings. She does uh, 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 title insurance. Uh, right. and, and yep, they're starting to tighten the belt, man. It's... Uh, it's going to be at a point where things may crash again, and when they crash again, all these home prices will fall, and then we'll see a lot more foreclosures again, mm-hmm. and then the banks will need another bailout. Well, they changed all the regulations, too. I mean, she had to go take classes and get all this new stuff because of how they've changed the processing of a title uh, from, yeah. from when you purchase it. Uh, and again, she's just seeing a lot of the same signs uh, that she was seeing back then, that, that she was seeing right before the last crash. So I'm curious to see, um, how that goes down. Now you're going to see, you're going to see a lot of wealth, uh, being shifted again, uh, to the individuals who understand the game better than you. Yeah. Imagine that. Uh, I don't understand the game at all. I try to stay out of it. I actually don't even play it. <laughs> uh, when we talk about, uh, false flags or conspiracy theories and, and different things like that, we talk about nine 11, Guys will say, oh, well, you know, how could they possibly, you know, orchestrate that and pull it off without somebody uh, blowing the whistle or talking about it before it happens? Uh, That's usually the response you get when we bring those things up. Would you agree, Scott? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's a lot of individuals who would would basically disregard uh, those types of uh, scenarios. However, what they don't understand is there is a secret society and people do have clearances and they do believe that they're that they're operating in an exceptional mode and they're doing things for the greater good. So, uh, and they're also very well trained, very well conditioned. And I don't choose these people for these jobs because they're untrustworthy. Right. So it is, it is a very trustworthy, but what we do see is we do see people who do blow the whistle. We do see people who do come out, uh, um, uh, that, that, but they don't get the kind of, um, uh, I guess coverage, 
Uh, you see some that say things, but they only go so far. Individuals like maybe Anthony Schaefer, uh, which he's a regular on Fox News, and he wrote, uh, you know, a, a, a bit of uh, uh, just bits and pieces about the conspiracy of 9-11, but didn't go into uh, explicit detail and, and would, well, not, would certainly. He didn't connect ahead. the dots, really, in my opinion. Well, he, purposely he didn't. Right. Uh, he's, he's, he's very much a pro-Israel Zionist. Uh, he works for uh, the the London uh, um, uh, Research Center, which is you know extremely uh, pro-Israel Zionist, and he's a propagandist for the Fox News Network uh, when it comes to you know geopolitical military affairs. Uh, so it's uh, you know obviously he's he's a he's bought and paid for. So not only does he you know, not tell the secrets of what uh, you know what nine eleven was, he withholds the secrets uh, of uh, of his own operations when he operates in. Uh, in, in a conspiracy to undermine the uh, um, uh, the news networks in the United States and per, and basically send out uh, what is what is untruthful and misinformation uh, to an entire society, which is exactly where I wanted to go, Scott. Um, the Washington Post put an article out on January thirty first, um, dis- discussing exactly what I think even Anthony Schaefer might have got spun up in, and that's why he's where he is now. Mm-hmm. There's this there's this thing called eye washing. Have you ever heard that term before? Eye washing. I'm not familiar with it. No. Eye washing. How the CIA deceives its own workforce about. Oh, operations. I read that article. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Senior CIA officials have for years intentionally deceived parts of the agency's workforce by transmitting internal memos that contain false information about operations and sources overseas. Happened all the time when I worked at the agency. Absolutely. So it, it, that pretty much eliminates the argument of, well, you know, somebody had to be able to go and say and blah, 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 because they, they've now told us that they use false information within their own ranks to keep people confused and compartmentalized. It even talks about compartmentalization in the story. It's absolutely true. In fact, that's the way it's designed. In fact, even when you're out in the field, the news agencies uh, for the military, the uh, the, uh, um, the military has its own uh, network, um, Armed Forces News. Armed Forces that, Network, Armed Forces Radio, live from Saigon. Good morning, Vietnam. There you go. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Robin Williams. You know, it's funny you should say that because a lot of times I remember the Armed, Armed Forces Networks. Yeah, I, I didn't really watch much news when I was in Japan. Uh, because of the uh, the nature of uh, just I just didn't didn't even bother buying a television, and the uh, um, when I was in uh, Greece, uh, there uh, a bunch of the guys because it was a much smaller facility, and a lot of the guys that worked at the Armed Forces Network were there. So every once in a while, I'd switch it on if somebody had a uh, um, just to see the guys that we were drinking with on television, just make jokes about them when we saw them later. And it was interesting to see you know the things that they'd say in the news. And now looking back on it and seeing like, wow, they were really brainwashing the guys that were actually watching that because I wasn't watching it. Uh, you know, I was out, uh, you know, having a good time on the island of Crete. And uh, these guys uh, that were actually, you know, in it, you know, they, you know, very much like Robin Williams, you know, they, they, they're in it, you know. And then some of them would, you know, see through the uh, the fog. and But unfortunately, many of them would never see through the fog. And, and they weren't like Robin Williams. They weren't, you know, bucking the system. They were just riding it, you know, for what it gave them. And uh, I love that movie. In fact, uh, my favorite line of that movie, because he was he actually worked on the island of Crete. The first line of that movie is that I just came in from the island of Crete where the where the women are hairy and the sheep are scared. (laughs) Good morning, Vietnam. Hey, 
this is not a test. This is rock and roll. Time to rock it from the Delta to the DMZ. Is that me or does that sound like an Elvis Presley movie? Viva Da Nang. Oh, Viva Da Nang. Da Nang me, Da Nang me. Why don't they get a rope and hang me? Hey, is this a little too early for being that loud? Hey, too late. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Speaking of early, how about that Cro-Magnon, Marty Drywitz? Thank you, Marty, for silky smooth sound. Make me sound like Peggy Lee. Freddie and the Dreamers. Oh, I was trying to get to the to the Crete comment. I thought he made that comment right in the beginning of that. Damn I thought it. he did, too. Huh, that's interesting. Is that the, from the beginning, right from the beginning of this movie? That's uh, the, the title of this clip I pulled up is Good Morning Vietnam, AC's First Broadcast. Ah, uh, interesting. Yeah, he uh, he was uh, he was a character, and yeah, I, I like the way he portrayed that. Uh, the island of Crete uh, probably didn't change much from this, from the uh, the, the I guess probably who was there in the in the '60s. Uh, uh, the character yeah. he played. Yeah, yeah. yeah because uh, my father actually interviewed him once back when he was in radio. Hold on, let's give it another minute, a little couple seconds, because I know it's right in the beginning. Yeah. For those of you who are recovering from a hangover, that's going to sound just right. Oh, let's yeah. pull it right back down. Let's try a little faster. See if that picks it up a little bit. Let's get up on 718. Those pilots are going right now. I really like the music. I really like the music. I really like the music. Oh, still a bad song. Hey, wait a minute. Let's try something. Let's play this backwards and see if it gets any better. One of my favorite movies ever. What's your name? Absolutely one of my favorite movies ever. Uh, I was hoping to find it, but it's not there. I know it's somewhere in that little segment. Anyway, not to get off the beaten path, uh, but it is, you know, because you can go back to that era also. Uh, Good morning, Vietnam. I don't remember what the hell is. Oh, you you being in Crete yourself. Uh, but you yeah. can go back to that, that era also. And the go, years after that guy, yeah, yeah. yeah go, but you could go to uh, uh, Air America, um, another movie that points out the illegal operations that were going on. How long, you know, what, 20, 30 years from now, are we going to see movies coming out about all the crap we're talking about happened? Yeah, that's a good point. You know, they, they already did it, you know, recently with this, uh, 13 hours, the Benghazi thing. You know, I haven't watched it yet, but I imagine there's some things in there that do make sense on, you know, the guys that were there, you know, feeling like they were left, uh, you know, left out to dry because obviously, there were some shenanigans going on. Uh, whether or not the truth comes out in that that movie or not is is questionable. Yeah, but. I haven't seen it yet either, and I think uh, both of us are on the same page when we say that the whole point of that was Stevens realized that we were running arms to what became ISIS. And Stevens didn't realize that. Stevens was orchestrating that. But then he didn't want to do it anymore. That's the only reason why they had to kill him, I would think. No, there were people who were un, un, uh, unhappy with the way the deals were going down. Some people were making more money than others. The greed has greed has a lot of repercussions. It's amazing how you know you think you got a grasp on on the idea of how something goes down, and and then maybe it's not what you're thinking. I mean, that's really I I really thought he was taken out because he decided he didn't want to do it anymore. No, he was he was very uh, well respected in the uh, in the CIA in the Arab world. Uh, he spoke the language. He had uh, a, a lot of dealings with uh, the uh, armament being brought in from Qatar, uh, basically used against uh, Qaddafi's forces. He was very instrumental in uh, um, the destruction of Qaddafi's uh, um, uh, military and the creation of the uh, um, mercenary forces that took over Libya. So then when they made him ambassador, you know, it's almost as ironic as, as Mahdi El Haradi, a 20 year, 20 plus year CIA veteran who was hired uh, for $800,000 to command our forces, uh, the mercenary forces we put together. 
and then now he's actually the mayor of Libya, so you know, of, of Tripoli, of Tripoli in Libya. So you know, oddly enough, you know, he, you know, he's this is a guy who is very widely uh, respected in the CIA. Mahdi El Harati had spent, you know, decades uh, supporting arms uh, and and uh, little small um, illegal wars across uh, um, you know Arab states in North Africa. Uh, with the United States and the uh, military, as well as the United States intelligence, as well as you know foreign intelligence, uh, the, the French Foreign Legion has is still alive and well, and and they're very close partners of all these mercenary groups that are you know given different names like ISIS and Al Qaeda and you name it. So. And and work for the U.S. government. Unfortunately, it, it turns out all the time. Listen, sure let's, let's take a quick break. You going to stick with me to the end of the show? Is that okay? You you bet, man. As long as you want me. All right, cool. We're, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, you know, get ourselves reorganized. When we come back, I want you to think of two things. Sure. All right. The Zika virus. And what was the other thing? Shit. Did I write it down? Uh, oh, and the Beatles. The Beatles. Okay. Can you think of those two things during the break? And that's, uh, that's what I want to really get into. Oh, it's the band. <laughs> oh, it's not the band, my friend. Well, maybe it's, uh. the, you could call it a band, I guess, but they don't play music. The Beatles. Yes, the Beatles. Right, I'm going to have to follow you on that one. So that's what, we're, that's what we're going to get into in the next uh, segment here. You guys are listening to the first 52, RazRadioLive.com, Radio Free Blood, Radio Chaos, all the places you can find us. We'll be back with you in a couple minutes. Just sit tight, my friends. Global resistance. 
me tell you something, when we're it's too late, you can kill people like me. You can shut us down, you can put us in prison, but people got to taste the truth, and there's nothing on earth you can do to stop this information warfare migration. It's time to wake up and open your eyes to the matrix. This is going out to the truthers and patriots. Living free and dying hearts, speaking through battle scars. An army of one becomes a global resistance. It's time to wake up and open your eyes to the matrix. This is going out to the truthers and patriots. Living free and dying hearts, speaking through battle scars. An army of one becomes a global resistance. If you call into an internet radio station and complain to the host he's playing devil music, you might be buzzard bomb. Don't be like this guy. Go to teespring.com forward slash d-o-n hyphen t hyphen b-e hyphen a hyphen buzzard hyphen radio lot and buy one of these t-shirts. Or just go to tf52.com and click on the don't be a buzzy t-shirt. It's only $21.99. That's cheaper than a bottle of Buzzy Shine. That tasted like shit! Get yours now, as you only have until February 11th to take advantage of this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. RazRadioLive.com. The simple power of truth. in this world appear and break the laws that they should fear and frighten all who see or hear the cry goes up both far and near for underdog there's no need to fear underdog just happened to the beat wait where was i am i gonna generate a big buzz cause i rap like a son of a gun and plus cause i do it better than anybody else does i guess that we'll see when the time is right till then i'll avoid where the rhyme is fight rhyme is tight mine's like dynamite skin tone of a drug leave a sinus white mcs get caught in my line of sight only one thing's on my mind fight might be wrong might be right might be likely fight me i Nothing you can 
for the show. Three, four, me, four, D, four, go. Why you wanna be an MC for? Is it for the reef for the B, for the B to the flow? You don't really want no piece of D, so if you got B for D, then please know that beef is a bovine cheek. You see, so either let D release your teeth to breathe slow. I don't mean to be so mischievous, but these are beast, yo. Creep down streets and keep my team deep with a cast of creeps to complete the freak show. And I freak the beat so a week and release of these a deep dough. MCs can't keep up with these, yo. I'm unique, I do not sleep, but speak slow. I'm elite with these, please complete your need to compete with these, so the rest of these pesky lesser beasts can finally rest in peace and ease with these flow. Hold on a second, I gotta catch my breath. Hey, this is Jack Blood, your radio gun from DeadlineLive.info and the Jack Blood Show. You're listening to the first 52 with Sean Raz Radio Live. Stay bold. But you can't sleep. Stuck in rivers. And the tears come Are you in reverse, my friend? Welcome back to the first 52, RazRadioLive.com, RadioFreeBlood.com, RadioFreeBlood. Radio Chaos. I'll get the RadioFreeBlood.com out of there eventually. If you want to listen to Jack Blood. Um, actually, I'm not really sure how to do it at this point in time. I'll let you know once I know more. Scott and I were talking about a lot of things. I told him I wanted him to think about two things. Zika and the Beatles. So we'll go back to him in a moment. We'll find out what he found about Zika and the Beatles. I'd like to remind you guys, listen... I don't make money for doing this. I don't ask for donations, but I do provide a shirt every once in a while. RazRadioLive.com puts out a shirt every few months. We do it through Teespring. And I'd like you guys to check it out if you could. Just search Don't Be a Buzzy on Teespring. It's our new shirt to, to celebrate one of our favorite listeners, Buzzard Bob. <laughs> Just don't be a buzzy. That's all I want to say. All right, let me bring Scott back up. Scott, you there, brother? I'm here, sir. I figured he had the mic mute. Mike muted. <laughs> I did. I do. I mute it just in case he come on and put me on. I don't want to be be caught sneezing on on radio. Yeah, I'm sure that's what you don't want to be caught doing on radio, my friend. <laughs> anyway, I've been a good boy. I've been a good boy. I'm doing all right. You staying out of trouble now? Staying out of trouble. That's good to hear. Always good to stay out of trouble. Nobody wants to get in trouble. And to those nope. out there that make mistakes, don't do it again. I mean, it's that simple. Anyway, uh, it is. Go ahead. I said it is simple. You are correct. It is that simple. Uh, so there was a homework homework assignment during the break. There was. Did you, you learn? Did you learn anything new? You know, I did. I did learn something new, and it, it's it, and I actually drew a different conclusion. And you would probably draw from from seeing these uh, multiple things, the references to the. I had not heard of the reference to beetles. Uh, obviously, I've heard the Zika virus. We all know that there's a an unfortunate event that has occurred with the the mosquito um, uh, borne virus that uh, may or may not have been man made or not. There, has, I have not drawn a conclusion on that or not, but certainly it is something that is uh, 
alarming if you're uh, planning to have children and you uh, you're infected with this uh, horrible disease. And I've seen I've seen two sides of this. Uh, let's call them conspiracy theories because you know let's just stick with mainstream, right? Uh, right? I've seen two sides. I've seen the the release of the mosquitoes, but it's funny when when the the mainstream brings it up or when people try to debunk it, they talk about the study that went on in 2012. But nobody realizes that they re released in June of this past year. Just in the time where all these babies being born right now would have been conceived. Right. So, so there is a reasoning to, to lay that connection. I've also heard some connection to the, uh, the, 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 uh, TDAP, the TDAP, TDAP, uh, vaccine that women are getting. Right. There was a, a vaccine that could be, as a vaccine that could have been causing it. Somebody, some, some, Mosquito had bitten somebody when they had gotten that vaccine, and they passed it on to other people, and, the, and mutated. And, you know, when it comes to you know these kinds of uh, I guess mutations that we've done, you know, look at this: the autism that we've caused in our own society using these vaccines in our societies, and just you know, uh, and you know, even outside of uh, vaccines, look at the. Uh, the kinds of uh, um, Tourette's that we've caused in our children by giving the, these, uh, you know, these, you know, Ritalin style of uh, of drugs at a very young age, is under ten years old. And, and look, There's what we don't even know what it's causing because they won't tell us. I mean, we see uh, these these young men in the mid twenties just doing crazy things that, right. that that were originally the beginning of the prescriptions. Of, of Ritalin to, or, or, or any of those antidepressants or, or, or mood controlling drugs. Xanax, you name it. Yeah. Right. You know, they were at the beginning of it and we're seeing all these wacky things. You know, I'm 40 years old. I've done some stupid shit in my life, but I, I just, I, I couldn't even fathom some of the things we're seeing going on in society right now. That's exactly right. I mean, so I guess what, what we're, you know, as the pharmaceutical industry becomes more prevalent, you know, unlike the ill effects of, say, some illegal drug, like uh, let's just use cocaine, for example. Absolutely, if you have any. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> well, no, I mean, if you have any, I mean, we can talk about it. <laughs> yeah, there is that. Unfortunately, if you do that, it was nice, nice knowing you. I have several friends that are six feet under uh, because of their uh, massive abuse of that drug. Yeah. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't make it uh, five decades on this planet because it's so destructive to your uh, – uh, your organs and uh, and your 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 bloodstream just becomes uh, so poisoned uh, when you're a heavy user of that kind of a drug. Heroin, another one. Uh, a lot of people don't make it uh, uh, very far on their abuse of heroin. We wonder uh, why we wonder why we're seeing all these uh, big stars dying in their mid to late sixties sure. all of a sudden. Yeah, methamphetamine, another one. But I was just talking about the illegal drugs, and the point that I was trying to make is when we talk about the illegal drugs, we all know how bad those are for you. And, you know, obviously people still use it because they become addicted to it. Well, the same goes for the pharmaceutical drugs. Mm -hmm. They are bad for you, too. The problem is, is that becoming addicted to those and using those is not only legal, it's actually extremely profitable to the people that make up the rules. And uh, you can drive on those. You can obviously uh, go buy them from stores and, and those kinds of things. Uh, so you know, unfortunately, you know, the, 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 the legal hard drugs and the legal hard drugs are both really, really bad for us. Well, we have veterans getting put or losing their children uh, as they're attempting to move to Colorado because that's all he'll take for his PTSD anymore because he got hooked on heroin because he was taking opiates prior to that. Right. And, and in the process of trying to move 
to open up his own grow operation in order to help veterans, his children are taken away from the state that he's coming from because they find out he's going there to, to, to work with this. I can imagine. I imagine there are many scenarios like that. In fact, you know, I have several friends that have left the state of Florida to move there uh, to Colorado to create, you know, just the same thing. Uh, not for such altruistic uh, purposes, obviously profitable and uh, and other, you know. Um, all, pers- I'll, all I'll say, Scott, is yes on two. We got it back in again. <laughs> we got to pay attention this year. We got to make sure we're talking to people. We got to make yes, sure these I- fucking blue hairs understand that it's going to help them. Once you get them to try it and they realize it, and it's really weird because I've had this experience with somebody who's in their uh, early 80s, late 70s, who was totally against weed until she got very sick and she was offered some and she tried it and then realized the benefits of it. I've got other people well, I know in my life. That don't blame the old. Don't blame the older generation because there was a lot of push uh, in the Republican Party and a lot of money was spent in the Republican Party to uh, put down the. Uh, uh, the the um, the the vote uh, uh, for legalization or at least medical uh, use and and grow uh, growing in, in the state of Florida. So don't forget that douchebag. Was- don't forget that douchebag from <laughs> fucking uh, Vegas. He was involved too. Uh, what was his name? Adelson was involved. Yeah, Adelson. Well. Yeah, exactly. He was, he was funding the Republican Party to uh, um, to basically make it a negative thing. There was I went to many Republican Party things and it was a very top issue and it and it was it was heavily voted against by the Republican Party members. You know what I'm hearing, though? A lot of the people who are uh, opposition forces to it uh, four years ago are not as uh, against it as they were then, and they're not really fighting it as hard here. I think we have – I think here in the state of Florida, we we may have it this year. Well, I love the way we went from the Zika virus to legalizing weed. That's awesome. Well, we'll get to the Zika. <laughs> uh, we did start the Zika, didn't we? Uh, well, you know, I starburst a lot. I've told you that. That was before. awesome. Oh, my, brain, my brain works weird. Because you know what? Hey, maybe we can cure the Zika vi- virus with some damn weed. Just smoke there a joint. You you'll be all right. <laughs> and you know what they say is they say energy flows where attention goes. So let's exactly. do that. <laughs> well, and going to the Zika virus, you know, it's funny. They, they, uh, they came out last week talking about how they found the first sexually transmitted version of it. But most people don't realize, and this is how they confuse society, most people don't realize that that is no different than a flu virus. You know, once right. you have it, you can transmit it by coughing on somebody, by Ooh. coming on somebody, by spitting on somebody. You know, it's, it's, in, it's in your system and it transmits the same way at that point. That's exactly right. No, I I, I got to tell you that. I, I'm a I'm a firm believer that you know there's you know way too many uh, you know uh, chefs in the kitchen when it comes to these you know these concoctions that they use for you know medicine and cures and we're 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 at a point now where obviously we could create uh, even more problems for ourselves uh, you know certainly with autism I know we have oh. and uh, and outside of that you know with the Zika virus there's a possibility we might have done that as well did you see the uh, the story that truth in media the Ben Swan outlet had put out it's like a 30 minute video uh, discussing the whistleblower with autism and vaccines I did I did that was fantastic and it was it's finally good to see uh you know that's there's actually been some great uh um great things just recently coming out officially but obviously in the last 5 or 10 years there's been many things coming out unofficially Well they can only hide the truth for so long uh back to the Zika virus cuz we keep starbursting off of that uh, yeah. <laughs> it's funny because uh a lot of people like me I don't know if you feel this way 
But uh, media and, and entertainment tend to put out what's going on or, or what their thought pattern is ahead of time a lot of times. We see uh, the Lone Gunman episode where they're going to fly a plane in the, the, uh, remotely into the Twin Towers you know, six, mm-hmm. you know, six months before 9-11 happened. But that, there's no connection there. But we, we would never expect that. But that's, you know, don't worry about the, the, uh, the drills prior to 9-11 with the picture of a plane hitting the Pentagon or the uh, Twin Towers. That's a, don't worry about that. That's a, it's okay. That's just a distraction. But we talk about how uh, TV and news might be putting out the truth prior to it happening. There's a great clip of The Simpsons that I want to play for you real fast that if you think about it, this came out. I don't even know when this came from. Uh, it, it's not that old. But they just they tell you what they're doing all the time. I'd like to call to order this secret conclave of America's media empires. We're here to come up with the next phony baloney crisis to put Americans back where they belong in dark rooms glued to their televisions too terrified to skip the commercials. Well, I think... NBC, you are here to listen and not speak. I think we should go with a good old-fashioned public health care. Yeah. A new disease. No one's immune. It's like the summer of the shark, except instead of a shark, it's an epidemic. And instead of summer, it's all the time. That is okay. Now, I hate to be the guy who derails what everybody else loves. He loves being that guy. But, Janice, we do have standards. This can't be a made-up disease. The only moral thing to do is release a deadly virus into the general public. We do have something we've been holding on to, but it hasn't been tested. Get over here, NBC. Uh, well, well, we certainly believe in testing, but I... Oh, oh. Wow. Wow. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. So, we've got our deadly disease. Now, we just have to blame it on something that's in every household, something that people are a little bit afraid of already. House cat flu is coming, people. The Center for Disease Disinformation <laughs> predicts with some degree of probability that the house cat flu might spread in the following hypothetical outbreak pattern. So, Petter, beware. That warm body on your lap just might be ready to destroy your tender fiddles. Springfielders are advised to stay tuned for more information if they experience any of the following. So, you get the point I'm trying to point out here, Scott? Yeah, I do. I mean, obviously, you know, fear, doubt, and uncertainty is a way that uh, you control societies. And, uh, you know, it doesn't surprise me that. You know, the guys that are smart enough to, you know, make these, um, you know, even, you know, there's, you know, you've got all the, the, the South Park guys, you know, all these guys, uh, that make these cartoons. These aren't, these aren't unintelligent individuals and they're, they use their, their outlet to, you know, sort of, I would say in a way, um, you know, let people know that this is, uh, this is kind of reality, you know, and, you know, they, I'm sure they weren't predicting the Zika, but I mean, you know, but they certainly are. Uh, they're mimicking what they do in the news uh, in a very, uh, very strong way. They do it all the time. You know, bird flu. You know, there's always some virus. Pig flu, that's take swine out. flu. I mean, yeah. we've got you all these it. viruses out there. And Greg Knight just made a great comment. He said, anyone see that the Zika is available online courtesy of the Rockefeller Foundation for $549, yeah, I believe it is. You can buy your own vial of Zika. Right. I mean, come on. It's like the an- when the anthrax threats were going out. Right, Back right. after nine eleven, and then it turns out that the, the the strain of it came from you know a warehouse that was government controlled, and then they had to chase down that one scientist and say that he did it, and I think he committed suicide or something before they ever got him. 
I think it was shot coming out of his car or yeah, something like that. Some something crazy like, bullshit cover up there. Yeah, I remember that. It's amazing how they do that. You go to, to Oklahoma City. I don't know how much you've researched Oklahoma City, but you have, uh, I can't remember the officer's name, but he had called his buddy and said, listen, I got some things here I'm going to go put in the storage unit. We need to talk. And they found him. Uh, he committed suicide, allegedly, but even though his car was locked, the keys were in the glove box, and uh, he could have never made it to the point he was at, and there was multiple stab wounds and gunshots and blah, 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 but eh, don't worry about that. Hmm. There's a lot of crazy stuff out there. Yeah, there's way too many crazy, and we're stuck in the middle of it, my friend. Well, we're 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 not stuck in the middle of it, but we can you know we can focus on the things that we can actually uh, uh, you know prove and and talk about. I mean, one of the things that uh, you know had mentioned to me, you know, this around that Beatles thing, you know, uh, with uh, these this, the gang of beheaders. Uh, I like that. Uh, I had never heard them referred to as the Beatles earlier. When uh, during the break, I went and read all the articles I could find on it, and one of the things I did notice is that this supposed gang, you know, once again, you know, they not they're not Islamic at all. These are guys that you know grew up in in England. They were immigrants from actually Africa. There's Gambia, and um, uh, one of the other guys was like half uh, um, uh, Greek Cypriot, and um, and, and 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 he's uh, Ghana in front of me. So you got you know, you got guys that that are immigrants living in a white culture, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, obviously resonating with the locals and in the neighborhood that they have to live in because they're probably not making near as much money as the white culture guys, and uh, uh, they convert to uh, Islam to go to their mosques and then they get recruited and go off. And it's interestingly enough. Uh, you know, the way I look at that is that, you know, these are people who have realized the truth about what England is up to. And and uh, and like you and I, we've realized the truth. And and unfortunately, they get involved in a network or rather than informing others, they want uh, to take things into their own hands and try to fight it, you know, from a physical perspective. And they get recruited into these uh, these forces. And, and to be honest with you, I think many of them are duped. Uh, they're duped into these uh, um, these organizations by a wide network of individuals that are recruiting, and some of those people are recruiting on behalf of the intelligence communities because certainly aren't going to ha- have be able to support all these uh, military uh, budgets and uh, and get them all approved if there's no enemy out there to fight. So you got to create ex- your enemy. That, that's exactly what I was going to say. These guys probably had some kind of. Uh uh, MI6 handler that they might not even have known that he was uh, intelligent, London intelligence. Sure, uh, but you know we see it with the, with the CIA. Uh, go to the underwear. Do it all armor. the time with the FBI. They're constantly. Yes, yeah, the underwear room is a great one. FBI is constantly going out and uh, you know finding guys that uh, just just itching to to blow something up because they got uh, they got somebody to kind of give them the show them the yellow brick road. Here's how you do it. You know, so well, and that goes that goes to my next article I wanted to bring up with you because I I, I kind of try to because of your intelligence background and, and and different things like that I try to keep the direction on that type of subject when I have you on uh, other than when we starburst into like fun but because <laughs> we do that because we we're friends we know each other we've we've broke bread we've drank beer we've uh, done a lot of things together so um, the Hill put out an article uh, this one is dated February fifth. Uh, DHS ordered me to scrub records of Muslims with terror ties. And this is a a whistleblower mm-hmm. from the Department of Homeland Security. And he he really refers, and that's why I went wanted to talk about this, because he talks about uh, Abdullah, 
Mutala. He talks about that. And of course, you know, I, I know Chris Haskell. I've interviewed him multiple times. Oh, wow. He, he was a witness on the on the, the flight. Um, and he tells a total different story than what the government's put out. Of yeah, course, Kurt Haskell, right? Yeah, 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 yeah Kurt Haskell. Yeah. Um, and this being reiterated yet again, I, I forget there was a there was a news article shortly after the underwear bomber. And it was an article about um, the the wearing of hijabs or something. It, it was some weird article. And at the very end of it, it discussed the underwear bomber mm-hmm. and how there was ties, just as Kurt Haskell had said, there was ties to the, the to the government. Mm-hmm. So, what's your thought on on people Absolutely. coming out and saying that they've 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 been forced, they've been told to to eliminate this connection? Absolutely. No, that makes perfect sense. So, so let's say, for example, you have guys who have been, you know, working undercover inside the, um, the mosques or inside these organizations to recruit and, you know, basically acting as flypaper, trying to collect in, in, information and allowing people to get it through uh, that, uh, you know, obviously you want people to also get through that can be trusted, that trust you. And and so it becomes a point of no return when you know you've you've uh, um, you've you've recruited people who've done bad things and you've allowed them to do it and these people have have done the recruiting are very deep cover agents and now you know somebody at DHS is being said is being told look you just scrub these guys because uh, you know they won't tell them why but these guys were actually working for us and uh, and they're not bad guys they never did anything bad but they did actually recruit people that did bad things but you know that's part of the game. And Abdul Muttalib, absolutely same thing. But I think Muttalib was actually used as a patsy. And a lot of these guys are used as patsies because mm-hmm. once you have somebody who commits a terror act like that, the result in it gives you more larger budgets. It, it allows you to uh, initiate the projects that are on hold that aren't being approved. You know, Michael Chertoff, uh, the head of the uh, um, uh, those uh, – Something provision systems that are at the airports. Got now the body scanners. Yeah. The body scanners. Yeah, they were sold was, prior to the underwear bombing. No, they were trying to sell them uh, prior well, to the underwear bomber, and they weren't being approved because people weren't budgeting for them because there was no money uh, being budgeted for it because there was no need. Nobody was sneaking anything onto a plane. But after the Christmas bombing, the underwear bomber boy, um, they were all auto magically approved. So, uh, you know, that's, and, and it turns out that, uh, Abdul Muttalib's father was a very uh, prominent arms dealer in, uh, Nigeria. Uh, he was very involved in the, uh, um, you know, foreign policy affairs, uh, alongside the Americans who have manipulated that country. There's 160 million people in that small country and they produce, uh, um, we actually buy 10%, 20 million barrels a day, uh, uh we we're using, we buy 2 million of those barrels a day uh, from uh, Nigeria, you know, where uh, in the 1990s they only had one or two oil fields. Now they have over 600, and their whole country is 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 incredibly polluted by, you know, hundreds of BP oil spills that are go totally unregulated. So there are there are you know people in that country like Ab- Abdul Muttalib who understood this story and understood how their country had been manipulated by the West. And he had arguments with his father on the phone over and over and over again that were recorded by the CIA. And so here he is in London going to school, and then he's in Dubai going to school, and he's fighting with his father on these phone calls. And he said, well, forget you, Dad. I'm going to Yemen, 
and I'm going to go, and I'm going to go, uh, um, you know, to Yemen and join the, the forces to fight against uh, the, the forces that you that you've supported that have taken over our country. Mm-hmm. And and when he gets to Yemen, he gets met by what he thinks are Al Qaeda, but these are the kinds of guys that are working undercover. We've been in Yemen for 30 years. We've got guys. We know he was arriving. We've got guys in the uh, organization, and they meet him. They they hug him. They say, "Welcome to Al Qaeda. We're going to teach you how to do something. You want to be a hero? We'll show you how to blow up a plane, and you can you can martyr yourself and 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 do whatever it is that you want to do." And so they had themselves the perfect patsy, mm-hmm. and and they you know they didn't have enough. If they gave them enough to blow up the plane, they would have never you know they would have never had the uh, um the. The, the fanfare. The they would have never had the fanfare. They would have never had the fun. They wouldn't have had the, no. the push to get the body scanners. The, the they one... wouldn't have known. They wouldn't have known that it was an underwear bomb. So they had to actually give them something that would fail. Right. Uh, the one. The one comment I or the one section of this that I highlighted the read. It says just before, just before the Christmas Day attack in early November 2009. I was ordered by my supervisors at the Department of Homeland, Homeland, Homeland Security. It could be Homeland Security. I like the way be. you said it the first time. <laughs> Homeland Security to delete or modify sev- several hundred records of individuals tied to designated Islamic terror groups like Hamas from the important federal database, an important federal database, the Treasury Enforcement Communication Systems. These types of records are the basis for any of ability to connect dots. Every day, DHS customers and border or customs and border pro- protection officers watch entering and exiting many individuals associated with known terrorist affiliations. Then look for patterns, enforcing a political scr- or enforcing a political scrubbing of records of Muslims greatly affected our ability to do that. Even worse, going forward, many colleagues and I were prohibited from entering pertinent information into the database. So just prior to Matalab's attack there on the on the flight coming to Detroit, he was feasibly removed from the database. There's a possibility he was removed, of course. Uh, obviously, he was very well known to the intelligence community because he was calling a, a, an extremely well-connected arms dealer in uh, Nigeria, happened to be his father. Uh, so <laughs> there's no doubt that uh, he would uh, he would be extremely uh, high target to remove, and it would be easy to get him. So that doesn't surprise me. Another thing that you might know about the story uh that the uh, um, the security apparatus in uh, Amsterdam at Schiphol Airport, all of that apparatus was being managed by an Israeli intelligence uh, security company, that. and uh, and I've been to that airport in Schiphol many times. You can't sneeze in that airport without being filmed. I mean, there every corner of that airport is filmed, and he had to walk through the airport, and we have seen no footage of him walking through the airport because he was escorted by an English speaking. Uh, um, uh, Indian man, well dressed Indian, well dressed, yeah, and, and, and with an American accent, not an English accent, and he was the guy that got him through security as a quote unquote uh, refugee, refugee. Yep, yep. Uh, from Sudan. And Kurt Haskell reports on this, and he talks about he reported about, everything about this. He talks about how uh, you know he basically said, you know, this is how we do it. He overheard the whole conversation with the the people at the desk, yep. and it's it's. It's it's amazing that that this was never investigated. In fact, uh, Matalab has never been interviewed. 
Uh, he he actually pleaded guilty because he he believes that he was a terrorist. He actually didn't know he was duped. And at the same time, uh, um, you have uh, nobody's looking for this guy in the uh, in the suit. You know who is should be public en- enemy number one that got him through security. You know his 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 identity is all over film that was throughout the airport. And 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 Kurt even asked if he could testify on behalf of Abdul Muttalib, and he was denied. Yep access by the uh, um by, by not only the defendants but uh, the judge and anybody he was reaching out to everybody to try to get involved in this and they shut him out i'm surprised he's still alive i would expect Kerr to be killed over that well yeah he moved to costa rica for a reason because true he did because move his government tried to kill him and that's when he and his wife uh you know they have no children really nice guy his wife is is a wonderful woman. i know he left the country i didn't realize that they had tried to kill him well they they, they he never said that he just said well Yes, he did say that because he believes that the U.S. government put a a a a, a dulab or a talib on that flight to at least put the fear of being killed into the American people. Absolutely, I agree. And, and that's when he, him, and his wife—they are both uh, lawyers. They have no children. They were Michigan lawyers. They had a lot of money saved up, and they decided we're leaving this country. Yeah, and and uh, I think it's two and a half years ago. I interviewed him in his move during his move. I interviewed him. It was really oh, wow. interesting because yeah. what he did was he he let his wife fly down there, and then he drove like two weeks from Michigan to Costa Rica, and wow. he brought a couple friends with him, a bunch of cash, uh, to, you know, to deal with the border guards and all that that kind of stuff. And it was it was a really intriguing story to to to, to listen to the story happen and to follow his blog. And, uh, you know, he covers things currently, some things I agree with, some things, you know, like he's kind of into the never happen or uh, the, the big conspiracies on some of these shootings and stuff where I believe they happen. I and, think, yeah, I think he gets involved in some things that are are not very uh, provable or justifiable. It's, it's kind of because because the one that he was involved in. With Abdul Muttalib was was absolutely true. I mean, there was there's just too many holes in that story. And I was very young in this at that time. I mean, I had just really I was only a year or so into not even being in my show and mm-hmm. doing radio. I was just a, a guy that shared shit on Facebook and Twitter. Actually, right. I wasn't even on Twitter at that point in time. To be honest, I didn't get into Twitter until I got involved with the radio. So at that point in time, I was just an angry white guy that had a child that he was worried about what was going to happen. Yeah. When I first and I remember, you know, I was a big Alex Jones fan at the time. And I remember going, uh, we're, we were sitting there. It was Christmas morning and we were sitting at my my wife's uh, grandparents house. We had stayed over the night because Mikey was, you know, a year or so old. And uh, it, it was I just remember hearing that and going, man, this is this is not right. And then, you know, as you learn more and more about it as it goes on and and as you go on and then you interview somebody on there, it's. It's enlightening. It, it just really is enlightening. It, it is enlightening. I mean, it, it's interesting because, you know, as much as I'm, you know, I'll take Alex Jones as an example as well. A lot of the individuals who have opened our eyes, you know, have have gone down the uh, bad path. path. Well, not bad paths, but they, they they've gone down, you know, paths of, uh, um, you know, they they're not doing as much scrutiny. On the uh, um, on the information that they're sharing with others, so they are they're becoming more alarmists uh, rather than informists. 
And, uh, and I think Kurt's, you know, done a little bit of that with some of the stuff that he's reported on recently. Uh, you know, I've talked to a lot of people that we used to work with Alex Jones. Uh, I was lucky enough to meet another guy through Jack Blood, uh, um, Ocelli, uh, Ch- uh, Chuck Ocelli. Yeah, he was um, old school Alex Jones, isn't he? Well, not not really. I mean, a lot of these guys realized what happened to Alex, and they realized that you know, he got tied up. You know, the people that produced his uh, radio show, I've talked to a lot of them, and and they just said, you know, he got tied up in the money, he got tied up in the uh, the connections that he made, and you know, there's a lot of big money that um, that ended up, you know, corrupting his uh, his integrity. And and whether he believes in what he's doing or not isn't important to me. But what he's doing now is a disservice. Well, you know where you know, he started, to, right? You talking about in radio? No, in no, Austin, that's Glenn, I'm sorry, that's Glenn Beck. I was thinking about because Glenn Beck started here uh-huh. in Tampa. That's when he started getting big. A lot of people, oh, okay, okay. A lot of people I know work with Glenn Beck. But uh, going back to Alex, because I, I knew I had a connection there. Uh, Shannon Burke, a guy I do. You know, Shannon Burke. You know who Shannon right, Burke right, is? Right, right, yeah, yeah. He uh he lived in Austin and he worked on the radio in Austin and mm-hmm. and Alex Jones worked at the same station as Shannon Burke back you know ninety seven ninety eight ish somewhere around there and and we get into that conversation because I do that conspiracy corner with him every every week and we get into that that conversation sometimes and, and he's like yeah you know I mean how could you even follow him yeah you because know, like, I I know the guy I know that his right. stick is not his stick. No, that that makes sense too. I mean, I I, I got a, a interesting thing happened to me yesterday. Um, the I was um, uh, listening to uh, what's that Richie uh, um, uh, Richie Allen show out of uh, London or out of Manchester. Okay, he's he's part of the DavidIke.com uh, organization, oh. and Ray McGovern was on his show, a former CIA guy, very informative. And Ray sometimes is a little too supportive of Obama's administration. Well, Ray, Ray was uh, 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 Bush's um, analyst, wasn't he? Well, yeah, he did some work during his administration. But my my point was more along the lines of, you know, Ray's Ray's a pretty legit guy. He's one of the more truthful guys out there. Yeah, a little too supportive of uh, of uh, um, the Obama's regime. Obama's regime uh, at, at points, uh, but but certainly one of the more legit guys out there, and. Uh, and he comes, uh, he comes on, uh, um, uh, Rich, uh, Richie Allen show. And I, I just, you know, basically saw Richie stuff, didn't know much about Richie and, uh, just liked his thing and then sent him a friend request. And as, as I was doing that, he responds to me and says, Hey, I was just thinking about you. I've seen a bunch of stuff you've done and I was thinking about getting you on my show. Now, now Richie Allen, you know, David Icke, he's got a pretty big audience and, right. he's, and, and his, his, his show, um, they, they have all these different things out there. Um, uh, just different uh, web pages and different uh, Facebook pages. Some of them have, you know, half a million, you know, uh, subscribers. And then obviously he's got a pretty broad audience. But what what I see here is, you know, as as you know, you know, you, you follow the guys like Ray and you follow these guys that are are, are whistleblowers, you know, that are haven't gone the uh, to the insanity levels of say like a uh, an Alex Jones, because you know. Unfortunately, you know what sells is the uh, um, well, fear the, porn. Fear porn sells, and that's fear porn what sells for a long time. And then the news agencies know it. You know that's why they like Donald Trump. You know the uh, everybody. Everybody's trying to get you know uh, 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 viewership and uh, listeners, and and so unfortunately they'll go to the extremes in order to maintain and grow their networks. And you know that's that's one of the things that uh, 
you know, if you follow the edge of that and you, and you try to see the guys they're interviewing along the way, you know, you'll get, you know, you'll get certain individuals that you can learn from. But unfortunately, a lot of these, um, you know, radio announcers, uh, you know, they, they just, you know, they get ate up by their own uh, imagination sometimes. <laughs> Isn't you know? that amazing how that works? Yeah. Speak, yeah. Speaking of Donald Trump, uh, I, I'm going to wrap it up here very soon. <laughs> I'm sorry I did that. I didn't mean to bring up that the Donald. <laughs> it's okay. I don't mind. Uh, like, we're we're going to wrap it up here soon. No dangerous conversation tonight, guys, in case you weren't aware of that. Uh, Scott's got some things to take care of, so he won't be on after this. So we're going to go a little longer than normal. We don't have much time because, I, you know, i got to go eat dinner and shit like that. I'm sure Scott <laughs> wants to go eat dinner also. But bringing up Donald Trump Taco in the Tuesday, elections. Done. Already done. Taco Tuesday. $2 tacos. <laughs> <laughs> got to love it. Um, my wife makes raviolis on Tuesdays because it's an easy one. Uh, right. to the elections, you're, 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 you know, I mean, it's just as normal. The selections, you mean? The, yeah, the selections. I'm going to go, yes. I'm going to vote for Gary Johnson because he, you know, I like no, a big Johnson here and there, but. No, I, I, I never wanted to say I voted for a Johnson. <laughs> uh, you know what? I got to give it to him. But, um, what's your vote thoughts? Vote for Jill Stein. I'll tell you what, of all the people that are running, you know. It, I've heard it, that it, name before. The, the reason I want Jill Stein in there, I, I want Jill's Green Party. I want Jill Stein oh, to run, and yeah. and I and I and I want to. I want all Jill Stein people to 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 hit Bernie Sanders and make Jill Stein his vice president because he'll actually win the ticket with her for with hands down, and then then Bernie Sanders will die and Jill Stein's will be will be the president because I don't think Bernie will make it eight years. There's so, so many things about her though that I just can't. I, I mean, because I've heard interviews with her and I don't disagree with everything she, she says. But she, there are the some best things one I totally... with the most with the most footage. When I I've met her several times, uh, and uh, I agree with you. You know, there's things I don't like about her too. Uh, but it, you know, out of out of the you know the the piles of of you know what that we have to choose from, uh, you know, and Gary Johns not that much better. Uh, there's she's been very supportive of of uh, you know the sort of critical extremely critical of uh, of Israel she would be um, probably the most critical president that we'd have uh, and certainly uh, alongside I don't think that Bernie would ever choose her cuz he's very pro Israel I was going to say yeah uh, that that's not going to mix very well no no but uh, but it certainly would be nice to to get uh, um that, that I do like Jill I like a lot of her positions on uh, economics and foreign policy uh, and I met her alongside Ralph Nader at, uh, this shows you how how piss poor the uh, third party uh, debates went. Uh, it was at the Busboys and Poets on the east side of DC. <laughs> it was a free event, and there were definitely no body scanners and uh, no no metal detectors. I'm surprised they didn't bomb it just because. Yeah. So, but there was you know Gary Johnson was there, and I got to tell you, he looked like a turd in a punch bowl. Uh, I was not a fan, uh, and he's a little snooty, uh, you know, for uh, being just a. Just a, a, a another Texan to me, so or New Mexico, same yeah, thing. I was gonna say, yeah, New Mexico, <laughs> sorry, sorry same, same regions. Yeah, you know, they're all they're all. Sorry about guys. that, New Mexico. <laughs> they're rolling into Texas. <laughs> uh, all right, Scott, I'm gonna wrap it up here. Uh, to tell people where to find you, how to follow you, if you want people to follow you, all that you know, kind of. Follow happy me through cool radio shows like uh, like like Sean Raz uh, and uh, and Jack Blood and uh, uh, Chuck Ocelli and Clyde Lewis and. You know, these are some good guys out there that are trying to do the right thing. You know, you guys are doing a great job. And I mean, you, I want to I want to get people back on your shows. I mean, are you kidding me? You guys have done 
great things by me. No reason to promote myself. Thanks for having me on your show. Well, I appreciate that, Scott. We, we're going to leave it, and, and, and I'm going to disconnect with you after this little thing is done that I'm going to play here. Uh, okay. And I, I appreciate your time, of course, my friend. And next time you're in Sarasota, give me yes. a little advice, a little head, head heads up. Because I would have had you here in studio with me. You're only 45 minutes from me. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'll be there Friday. I can come anytime during the day Friday, and I'll be there most of the day Saturday. So if you got some oh. time, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll sneak around with you. Yeah, I, 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 maybe this time, next time, give me a little more advance because I, I, I got plans this week, and I told yeah. you. But anyway, anyway. It is Valentine's. You better take care of your sweetie. Oh, I got it. You, you've met my sweetie. I have to take care of her. Yeah, and guys, make sure you take care of your wives, your girlfriends, your significant other uh, whether it be male, female, or, well, I don't want to say donkey, my, but. <laughs> that's why I'm now. I'm not, I'm, I'm not in Sarasota. I'm in Sarasota for my, for my girl. So there you go. Uh, all right. Sit tight. Hear this out. I'll disconnect with you when this is over. Uh, I just, we got to leave with some funniness, right? Let's do it. How about the rest of us? Right wing and bitter clinging, proud clingers of our guns, our God, our, in our religions, in our, Constitution, tell us that we're not red enough. How about the rest of us? Right wing and bitter clinging, proud clingers of our guns are right wing and bitter clinging, proud clingers of our guns are right wing and bitter clinging, right wing and bitter clinging, right. Okay, just, yeah, just relax. Well, look, um, right wing and bitter clinging, proud clingers of our guns are right wing and bitter clinging, heads are spinning, heads are spinning. Right wing and bitter clinging, proud clingers of our guns are right wing and bitter clinging, heads are spinning, heads are spinning. Drill, baby, drill, baby, drill, baby, drill, down, drill, baby, drill, baby, heads are spinning. Investigate the consequence of a bittersweet loss of sense, a weapon in a war against ourselves. The setting sun is loading guns, don't be afraid of mistakes, emotions misplaced. To love or to hate, I don't know what to do. We're all lost and confused, just trying to get through. This world always trying to prove that we're worth what it takes, but it takes a long time in the dirt to see grace. What I'm trying to be real. 
They tend to be fake When I'm risking it all With no time to waste Fuck this rat race I'm leaving this place It's time to blast off Destination The sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free unguided Through the beautiful, the silent With the light show from a passing UFO Lost in the glow Of the unknown Please don't go so much thanks the first 52 is the bump diggity
Don't say so. 